The presenting sponsor of the Something Patriots podcast is RWJ Barnabas Health. You've been putting off going to the hospital. We get it. Be assured that safety, yours and ours, comes first and is embedded in everything we do. We're taking the appropriate precautions and using best practices to continue to ensure the highest quality care, protection, support, and comfort for all. With that in mind, as the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in New Jersey has passed, RWJ Barnabas Health has begun to initiate a resumption of services. Keeping with the governor's executive order and adherence to all public health guidance and regulatory policies. That will include medically necessary and elective procedures. All patients, visitors, vendors, staff, and physicians entering our facilities will have their temperature checked with an infrared thermometer upon arrival. Individuals will also be asked screening questions about COVID-19 symptoms per CDC guidelines. Get more details about our reopening at rwjbh.org backslash welcome back. Let's be healthy together. Welcome to the Something Patriots podcast, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, a podcast where we talk a little something about the Somerset Patriots. Game over! Series over! 27 up and 27 down for Teasley! The Patriots are your 2015 Atlantic League champions! Patriots win another Atlantic League title! Warning track Good! Home run for Corey Aldridge! His third blast of the game! It's a walk-off grand slam! It is gone! Ball game over! Series over! And Patriots are the 2008 Atlantic League champions! On 1450 WCTC, WCTCAM.com, and where podcasts are available. A pleasant hello and welcome to the Something Patriots podcast. My name is Mark Schwartz, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to all of our listeners that are tuned in live on the Voice of Central Jersey, 1450 WCTC, as well as our podcast listeners. Guys, we have a huge episode today. The Somerset Patriots have officially announced the Somerset Professional Baseball Series, and we'll get into everything that that means. Plus, they've introduced a new team that'll play at TD Bank Ballpark, the New Jersey Blasters. We'll discuss who the Blasters are and how this professional baseball series will operate. On top of all of that, both teams have announced their rosters for the series. We're going to take our first look at what the Patriots roster and the Blasters roster looks like and we'll have record-setting closer, Somerset Patriots Director of Baseball Operations, and the newly announced New Jersey Blasters manager, John Hunton, on the pod to talk about it. So let's get straight to the baseball. Who wants to play baseball? Let's go! Yes, sir! Woo! <laughs> At long last, we are almost ready for baseball to return. Earlier this week, the Somerset Patriots hosted a press conference at TD Bank Ballpark to announce the creation of the Somerset Professional Baseball Series. Uh, now, President slash General Manager Patrick McVeary, Chairman Emeritus Steve Califer, and Co-Chairman Josh and Jonathan Califer uh, were all on hand at TD Bank Ballpark. They all gathered and spoke in front of media to introduce uh, this new series and talk a little bit more about what it will look like. Uh, we've discussed this as a possibility and almost as a formality on the pod now for a couple of weeks, but it wasn't made official on Tuesday with this announcement, which of course is really, really exciting. Now, everyone 
at this press conference, of course, stressed the importance of adhering to all state guidelines for this to work. So that's going to be the first thing that we talk about today in regards to the Somerset Professional Baseball Series. So what is this going to look like from a social distancing, from a safe and healthy guidelines standard? Well, outdoor gatherings in the state of New Jersey right now are still limited to 500 people. So the Somerset Patriots have put 400 tickets available for purchase on sale to the public, and they actually went on sale today at the on the day of this airing. So the limit is 400 tickets, and the reason behind that is because the team still has to take into account uh, not only the fans that are going to be in attendance, but also the players that are going to be playing on the field, uh, the staff, both the Somerset Patriots staff, the concession staff, the umpires, ushers, ticket takers, all of that, um, and the officials that will be in the ballpark as well. So taking into account all of the extra people, that has to be worked in to that 500-person limit for outdoor gatherings. So that is why, uh, as of right now, the tickets were limited to 400 tickets available for purchase. Masks will be required for fans as they come into the ballpark. They will be required as you walk around the ballpark as well. If you're going to the restroom, if you're going to the concessions, uh, really any place that is a communal space in the ballpark, you will be required to wear a mask. If you are not adhering to those rules, you will not be allowed in the ballpark. You'll also be reprimanded if you are walking around without a mask. When you sit down in your seat and you're with your family, you're with your friends, and you're in a safe gathering uh, with enough space in between another gathering... At that point, when you watch the game, you can take the mask off and you can enjoy the baseball game. But as you're walking around the ballpark, the Patriots are making sure that fans have to keep their masks on. Every seat that's being sold at TD Bank Ballpark for this series is a general admission ticket. The tickets will be $10. I know a lot of our Patriots fans that are season ticket holders tune into this podcast. If you are a season ticket holder, you can purchase a general admission ticket and you can sit in your seats that are normally your seats during games, but you're going to have to be aware that there is a good chance that there's going to be other fans around the ballpark as well, and we're going to need everyone to maintain social distancing guidelines. So if there's a situation where people are really close to each other that don't feel comfortable, there might have to be some ushers or some Somerset Patriot staff members that need to figure out the best way for everyone um, to sit. Concessions will be open. There will be one concession stand open at the ballpark. It'll be located down the first baseline. Uh, It's going to be easier for the Patriots staff with a limited staff to drive traffic for that one stand. But of course, you're going to have to remain six feet apart while you're waiting in line for the concessions. It'll also be a limited menu. All of the ballpark favorites will still be there. There will still be beer, soda, popcorn, hot dogs, burgers, french fries, all of that good stuff. But it will be an otherwise somewhat limited menu. There's going to be signs all around TD Bank Ballpark, announcements that are made during the games, reminders for fans to wear their mask. There's going to be sanitation stations located around the ballpark as well. So fans that come into TD Bank Ballpark will be reminded and made sure of that they are adhering to guidelines and making sure that everyone can enjoy uh, the comforts of the ballpark and enjoy the game and feel as safe as possible. As for the players... The two teams will be getting set up in separate clubhouses. Players are going to receive their first COVID test on Sunday, June 12th, a week before the season begins, and will continually, uh, repeatedly be tested throughout this entire series. Uh, There might be some limited interactions between players and fans, of course, to try to be as safe as possible, but the players will be getting uh, COVID tests regularly. The Califer family at the press conference on Tuesday stressed that while the team will not make any money on the series, um, and according to Steve Calif will actually lose money on every pitch. Uh, They and the organization, the Somerset Patriots, felt it was important 
to the community to stick to their promise of playing baseball in 2020. It's what the Patriots have been saying now for months, and it's what they're trying to fulfill uh, with this mission to get these games started um, coming up shortly. So what's the series going to look like? So the series will officially begin with an opening night on Friday, July 17th, and conclude on Saturday, August 22nd. It'll be a six-week season with games played every Friday and Saturday night beginning at 7.05 p.m. And to recap some other things that we've already discussed on this pod before, there's two teams, of course the Somerset Patriots, and now we finally get an opportunity to introduce the New Jersey Blasters. And we're going to get into the Blasters in just a moment. All games are going to be played at TD Bank Ballpark. The games will be seven-inning ball games. If they go into extra innings, uh, the teams will be utilizing the international extra inning rule that was used by the Atlantic League this past season that has been used at all different levels of minor league organizations as well. It's a runner that starts at second base in extra innings for both the top and bottom half of the frame. So that'll be implemented for extra innings. Rosters are going to be sized between 16 and 18 players. There's going to be a 10-run mercy rule that will take into effect after the fifth inning. Uh, the reason for that, and we discussed this on the pod last week, is to try to conserve the arms because there are a limited amount of pitchers that are available uh, for both of these teams. In terms of umpires, former Atlantic League umpires, some familiar names will be umpiring these games. Um, so it will be have an official umpiring crew for these games, which is exciting. Um, and we've already talked about this as well, but every game will be broadcast both right here on the Voice of Central Jersey, 1450 WCTC. And the Patriots will also be providing a live video stream for all of these games as well. Uh, likely that video stream will be made available exclusively on the Summers at Patriots YouTube channel. So we'll dive into what the rosters will look like and how that process of putting these rosters together uh, took shape, took form over the last couple of weeks um, in our next segment and also in our interview upcoming with John Hunton. But first, who are the Blasters? Well, when the Somerset Patriots were first conceived in the late 90s, uh, the original plan for then Somerset Ballpark was actually to house two teams, the Somerset Patriots and the Bridgewater Blasters. The idea was for both teams to play out of the same ballpark with the same front office uh, to maximize the amount of games played at the ballpark and in doing so really um, re maximize revenue. Um, unfortunately, that did not work out. Uh, team officials later determined that spreading out the focus of a front office on two teams um, ultimately was not going to really result in the kind of profits that they were hoping for. So at the time, in the late 90s, the Blasters uh, were shelved. In regards to the name The Blasters, Patriots Chairman Emeritus Steve Califer stated at Tuesday's press conference that uh, the name actually came from new former New York Yankees broadcaster great Mel Allen uh, and his home run call that he used to do a Ballantine Blast. So that's where the name um, actually came from. And it shouldn't be that surprising for Patriots fans that uh, the name The Blasters derived from something related to the New York Yankees. Uh, the Somerset Patriots have never hidden their affinity for the New York Yankees organization. Uh, of course, the most notable Somerset Patriot of all time, Sparky Lyle, uh, had a grand history with the New York Yankees. Uh, the Patriots have also hosted events with Joe Torre, uh, with Willie Randolph. Willie Randolph was the uh, coach of the Freedom Division at the 2017 All-Star Game that was played here at TD Bank Ballpark. Even the current Yankees broadcaster John Sterling has hosted uh, a number of events for the Patriots as well. He hosted the 2017 Atlantic League Home Run Derby that was played at TD Bank Ballpark. And he's also hosted a number of sponsor events over the last couple of years for the Patriots as well. And speaking of Yankee greats, 
uh, there will actually be three awards that will be a part of this Somerset Professional Baseball Series. There will be the Joe Torre Championship Trophy that will be awarded to the team with the best record at the end of this 12-game stretch. There's going to be the Sparky Lyle Award, which will be given to the league's top pitcher, and the Willie Randolph Award um, for the league's top position player. Uh, So there will be awards available. There is a lot to play for for these guys, Uh, not just those awards, but of course they're trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to prove that they belong in Somerset, that they belong in the ranks of professional baseball. Uh, So with all of this, uh, there is certainly a lot of buzz and interest in this series. In fact, opening night tickets sold out in hours on Thursday the 9th, uh, which is the day of the airing of this show. With Game 2 tickets, so Game 2 being Saturday the 18th, uh, those are nearly sold out at the time that I'm recording this showing, uh, which is right around 2.45 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, So the Patriots announced that for ticket sales, they're only selling tickets to the first four games at a time, and they're going to continue to move forward by opening up ticket purchases for blocks of four games. Uh, Why are they doing this? Well, number one, it manages the ticket flow. It makes it easier for the Somerset Patriots ticket department uh, to make sure that they are on top of where the tickets are being sold, where they're going to, making sure that the season ticket holders for the Somerset Patriots continue to get first dibs on all of these events. It also allows for more flexibility from a Patriots organizational standpoint. Uh, There's a good chance that state guidelines can continue to change over the coming weeks. I mean, the way that this uh, pandemic has worked out, there's been... uh, news and information that has changed and shifted so quickly. Uh, So this allows some flexibility for the Patriots. If guidelines do change, they will have the opportunity to change and try to work within those guidelines moving forward uh, for the coming weeks. In fact, also on the day of this show's taping, uh, the Patriots and the Blasters are actually on the field. I'm looking at them right now uh, at TD Bank Ballpark. They're playing a six-inning intra-squad game, um, which if you want to count it, actually marks the first baseball game played in Somerset in 2020. So uh, that's certainly very exciting. Now, one final note, uh, be sure to give the New Jersey Blasters a follow on social media. Uh, They're on Twitter, at NJ Blasters. They're on Instagram, at NJ Blasters as well. Uh, We're going to have some fun with these accounts, so you don't want to miss out on the fun. You don't want to miss out on the back and forth between the Blasters and the Patriots. All right, so when we come back, we're going to take a closer look at exactly who is on the Somerset Patriots roster, exactly who is on the New Jersey Blasters roster. We'll give our first opinions on how those rosters are taking form We're not going to give any predictions on the series just yet, but for the first time in a while, we're going to be able to talk about actual baseball uh, that will be played at TD Bank Ballpark. You no longer have to choose between an amazing network and an amazing price. When you switch to T-Mobile, you get both. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com to find out more. The presenting sponsor of the Something Patriots podcast is RWJ Barnabas Health. You've been putting off going to the hospital. We get it. Be assured that safety, yours and ours, comes first and is embedded in everything we do. We're taking the appropriate precautions and using best practices to continue to ensure the highest quality care, protection, support and comfort for all. With that in mind, as the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in New Jersey has passed, RWJ Barnabas Health has begun to initiate a resumption of services. Keeping with the governor's executive order and adherence to all public health guidance and regulatory policies. 
Get more details about our reopening at rwjbh.org backslash welcome back. Let's be healthy together. The Something Patriots podcast is brought to you by Flemington Car and Truck Country. After the latest executive order, Flemington Car and Truck Country is open to sell cars in their showrooms by appointment. Choose from over 16 manufacturer brands, plus over 500 available certified pre-owned vehicles with unprecedented discounted pricing and available financing for qualified buyers as low as 0%. Flemington Car and Truck Country, with 8 locations on routes 202 and 31, is following all CDC guidelines in their showrooms and on delivery to protect and assure both customers and associates. Start your search and make your appointment at Flemington.com. Okay, all right, and welcome back to the Something Patriots podcast. Again, my name is Mark Schwartz. Very appreciative of everyone who has tuned in. It is time to finally look at the rosters of the two teams that will play in the Somerset Professional Baseball Series. Of course, there's the Somerset Patriots, and there is the New Jersey Blasters. We're going to start with the Somerset Patriots roster. And again, as I am saying this, there is an intra-squad game currently going on right in front of me. In fact, there is a player at the plate who I'm not sure exactly who that was yet, but just lined a double over the center fielder's head. Not sure. I think that was for Team Patriots. Can't quite tell who that was, but uh, it was a leadoff double uh, right to the batter's eye near the 402 sign in straightaway center field. So it's just another example of how exciting it is that baseball is finally returning to Somerset. All right, let's talk about the Patriots roster. They're going to be managed by Brett Jody. That name is not going to be a new name for any follower of the Somerset Patriots. Uh, Brett Jody has been the team's skipper since 2013 when he took over for longtime manager Sparky Lyle. Uh, 2020 was originally supposed to be Brett Jody's eighth year as manager of the team, and it would have been his 17th overall season uh, with the club. Of course, 2020 has gone the way that everyone knows it has, so I'm not sure if we're officially counting those statistics, uh, but he does have 556 wins as manager of the team. Uh, he won a 2015 championship uh, with the Patriots. He was named the manager of the year that year, so Brett Jody, of course, uh, no stranger to managing the Somerset Patriots. But who are the players on the roster? Well, the easiest place for us to start are the six returning Somerset Patriot players. There are four pitchers and two position players that have previous experience with the Somerset Patriots that are on this new Patriots team. From a pitching perspective, David Kubiak, who was lights out last year and would have been entering his fourth season with the team. Last year alone, Kubiak posted a 7-1 record with a league-best 1.76 ERA uh, over 12 starts before his contract was purchased in early July and he went to Mexico. Uh, so he's likely to be one of the notable starting pitchers uh, for the Somerset Patriots team. Uh, other former Patriots returning, James Puglis, who was an all-star in the Atlantic League last year. He's back for his second season with the Patriots. Nate Rowe, who has been a relief pitcher for the Patriots in each of the last two seasons, uh, who actually transitioned into the Somerset Patriots front office after the 2019 campaign ended. Uh, he is going to be pitching in the series. He is on the Somerset Patriots. And Taylor Wright, who is the 2019 Frontier League Rookie of the Year, made four relief appearances with the Patriots at the end of the 2019 season. Taylor Wright will be on the Somerset Patriots as well. He'll likely be one of the uh, back end of the bullpen options. In terms of position players that are former Patriots, 
Uh, fan favorite Scott Kelly, which will come as no surprise to anybody. He's been one of the quote-unquote coaches uh, during a lot of these workouts over the last couple of months. Uh, he will be on the team. He will likely be the starting shortstop. And Justin Pacioli, who would have been entering his fourth season with the Somerset Patriots, an all-star outfielder uh, for Somerset as well. Uh, Pacioli will be in center field for the Somerset Patriots roster during this professional baseball series. So those are the familiar names. Let's take a look at some of the names that might not be too familiar, but it is important to stress that there is a lot of New Jersey talent on this roster. Certainly the same could be said for the New Jersey Blasters as well. We'll start on the pitching side of things. A couple of relatively big names, especially around New Jersey. We'll first talk about Max Herman, uh, currently residing over in Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, Max Herman most recently pitched at the AAA level uh, last year with the AAA Salt Lake Bees in the Los Angeles Angels organization. Uh, he's a Rutgers product. In fact, last year, uh, over four appearances, two starts at the AAA level uh, with Salt Lake. He posted a 2.70 ERA. Uh, so this is a guy that has good numbers and success at a high level of baseball. Uh, he's spent the last three years in the Angels organization. Another standout New Jersey product that'll be on the mound for the Somerset Patriots is Billy Lane Jr., originally 11th round draft pick by the Texas Rangers out of Seton Hall uh, back in 2018. Uh, spent the last two seasons in the Rangers organization. He posted three wins, struck out 36 batters over 32 and two-thirds innings uh, between rookie level and low A uh, in 2019. So those two will certainly uh, be notable names. And then uh, I'll save possibly the biggest name for last. It's Mark Leiter Jr., Manahawkin resident. Uh, the last team that he played for in 2018 was the Toronto Blue Jays. He has three years of Major League Baseball experience. He earned three wins and struck out 84 batters over 27 appearances with the Philadelphia Phillies uh, in 2017. So a successful year that season uh, for Leiter. In 2018, he split 20 appearances between the Phillies and the Blue Jays. He was signed to play in the Arizona Diamondbacks organization uh, for the 2020 season, but then, of course, everything that's happened has happened. Uh, so now Leiter Jr., a New Jersey guy, uh, the nephew of of big leaguer Al Leiter, uh, Mark Leiter Jr. will be on the Somerset Patriots pitching staff as well. On the position player side, a lot of New Jersey talent as well. Guys with varying amounts of success in professional baseball. Uh, one of the bigger names, Joey Rose, a uh, fifth-round draft pick by the Arizona Diamondbacks straight out of Tom's River North High School uh, back in 2016. He's going to be in the infield. Good chance that you see Joey Rose over at second base for the Somerset Patriots. Uh, there's a former Lancaster Barnstormer in Carlos Garcia. Uh, he spent a couple of years with the Barnstormers. He's been bouncing around some different levels of independent baseball. Uh, he's going to be on this Somerset Patriots roster. There's West Windsor native, and not, I'm not talking about Scott Kelly, another West Windsor native in Sid Kumar, who has split some time between a couple of different stops collegiately, most recently playing for Missouri Babstist. Uh, there's a good chance that you see Sid Kumar as the starting first baseman for the Somerset Patriots. Behind home plate, Two good catching options. Jordan Jackson from Little Ferry uh, played a game with the Long Island Ducks last year. Matt O'Neill, a uh, member of the New York Mets organization, a uh, 20th round draft pick by the New York Mets last year in the 2019 Major League Baseball draft. So he's a pretty prominent name. Uh, he'll likely get a lot of playing time behind home plate for the Somerset Patriots roster as well. In the outfield, we already mentioned Justin Pacioli, uh, Sean Guida, a uh, summit guy, uh, played with the Gary South Shore Railcats last year. Uh, he's going to get some playing time. 
Piscataway native Adam Tricarico uh, will likely be getting some time in the outfield. Dan Valerio, uh, he'll be a utility guy for the Patriots as well. Tricarico has some experience playing in the Empire League last year. Patriots have seen a couple of guys from the Empire League have success here, most notably Ricky Claudio, uh, who was an Atlantic League champion in the 2015 season. Uh, Dan Valerio, Southeastern University guy, will likely be uh, more of a utility guy for the Somerset Patriots. First thing that stands out to me with the Somerset Patriots roster, of course, are all of the returning guys. You have the Scott Kelly, you have the Justin Pacioli, you have four pitchers. I think pitching is going to be the real name of the game for both of these teams. Uh, oftentimes, pitching can be a little ahead of the hitting when you're starting up a season and these guys haven't had a lot of playing time. Uh, but a lot of the bigger names tend to be on the pitching staff, and the same can be said for the New Jersey Blasters, and we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but between a former big leaguer and Mark Leiter Jr., uh, one of the best, arguably the best pitcher in the Atlantic League last year in David Kubiak, uh, three reliable bullpen arms in Puglise, Rowe, and Wright, um, strong New Jersey ties with Max Herman and Billy Lane Jr., um, a lot of promise on this Somerset Patriots pitching staff, and we'll see how the hitting works out. I can, I would expect that you'll see Scott Kelly, Justin Pacioli towards the top of the lineup, probably Patch first, Scott second. Joey Rose should be in the mix. Sid Kumar could be a middle-of-the-order guy. Matt O'Neill could be a middle-of-the-order guy as well. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know exactly how the lineup's going to shake up, but uh, I would certainly say that pitching seems to be a bit of a point of emphasis for the Patriots, which is certainly something that is not... Um, too uncommon. The Somerset Patriots normally have uh, an emphasis on the pitching staff. All right, so let's look at the New Jersey Blasters. This is the first ever roster for the New Jersey Blasters. The first thing that stands out, the manager of the team, it's Big John Hunton. We'll talk to him for an interview upcoming on our next segment. Uh, but he, of course, has been around the Somerset Patriots for a very long time as well. He's currently working as the team's pitching coach slash director of baseball operations. Uh, 2020 was going to be Big John's ninth year with the team and it's the third as a pitching coach. He became the director of player personnel in 2014 uh, and transitioned into director of baseball operations prior to the 2018 season. But this is going to be his first crack at managing. And I talked to Johnny actually a couple of days ago. He is really excited. Uh, he hasn't managed yet. He's been the team's pitching coach for the last couple of years. So now an opportunity for John to step in as a manager to try his hand. And look, there's going to be a lot of friendly competition back and forth between John trying to outmanage his manager, uh, his longtime manager in Brett Jody. So that'll be an interesting subplot to follow uh, over this, uh, the course of this series. So more specifically with the Blasters roster, uh, it features one player with Major League Baseball experience. That's Vin Mazzaro, a former Patriot in his own right. Uh, actually played with the Long Island Ducks last year, but Mazzaro has uh, service at parts of eight seasons at the Major League level. Uh, so he's one of the more noble names on this roster. 24 wins in the Major League level with a 4.79 earned run average. Uh, one save in the big leagues as well. Uh, he made six shutout innings with the Patriots back in 2017, he had 11 wins with the Long Island Ducks last year. So he's likely to lead the charge for the Blasters pitching staff. Uh, the guy that's likely to lead the charge in terms of position players for the Blasters is Martin Figueroa, uh, nicknamed Figgy. He was actually the number one overall draft pick in the draft of eligible players uh, between the Blasters and the Patriots. Of course, if you're looking at the rosters, a lot of the guys that have Patriots experience were placed on Somerset, so take that away. Blasters had first pick. Martin Figueroa was the selection, and it's not a big surprise why. He was an all-star in the St. Louis Cardinals organization last year. 
playing in the short season New York Penn League as a member of the State College Spikes. He had 282 that year with four home runs and 27 RBI over 35 games. Uh, the previous year, he was actually playing over for the Sussex County Miners. He was named the Can-Am League's Rookie of the Year. Hit 328 that season, five home runs, 50 RBI, 20 stolen bases, a 444 on base percentage as well. Uh, you can make a really solid argument that Martin Figueroa might be the most dangerous overall hitter in this entire series, uh, and he will be leading the charge for the Blasters. Another notable name on the Blasters lineup, uh, position player-wise, is another former Patriot. It's Zach Recusen, a former Georgetown grad, made his professional debut with the Somerset Patriots in the 2017 season. He's bounced around in independent leagues since that point, played for the Lake Erie Crushers in the Frontier League, the Chicago Dogs in the American Association. Last year, he had 274 over 93 games with the Lake Erie Crushers. So he's back in Somerset. He'll be the most notable outfielder on this Blasters roster. Uh, let's look back at the pitchers just for another quick second. And some more guys that have uh, some pretty notable experience. There's Southpaws in Sean Kesalika and Brandon Lybrandt. Uh, they're joining Vin Mazzaro on that strong Blasters staff. Kesalika split the 2019 season between uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, between AA Altoona and AAA Indianapolis. Lybrandt spent both 2017 and 2018 with AAA Lehigh Valley in the Phillies organization. Uh, Lybrandt was also a sixth-round draft pick in 2014. And in 2018... With AAA Lehigh Valley, Lybrand went 4-1 with a 1.42 ERA over 20 games, including six starts. Uh, so two different pitchers with AAA experience join Vin Mazzaro on the Blasters pitching staff. Uh, some more notable names. Vin Aiello uh, played with AA Jacksonville last year. Alex Vargas, AA Tennessee last year. Michael Lapresti and Ryan Williamson, both local New Jersey guys. They both played at the single-A level uh, last year as well. So uh, a strong pitching staff again. And similar to the Somerset Patriots, I think uh, a lot of the strength for this Blasters team will come out of their pitching staff. Uh, there's some more question marks in regards to the position players, but a lot of promise with these guys. A lot of local New Jersey guys, Sam Dexter, uh, has bounced around a couple of different independent leagues uh, over the last couple of years. He spent two seasons in the Chicago White Sox organization. Uh, had success in the Can-Am League in 2018 with uh, three rivers, hit 287 over 101 games, played 98 games with the Milwaukee Milkmen in the American Association last year. So he's certainly a name to watch. Uh, Zach Lipschitz, Louis Martini, Tommy McCarthy, Derek Romberg will all likely fill out the rest of the Blasters infield. Uh, good chance that you see Tommy McCarthy over at first base. He played briefly with the Gary South Shore Railcats last year. Uh, Louis Martini has had some experience out west in the Pecos League and the Pacific Association, so he's going to see some time with Zach Lipschitz. Uh, has put together really strong numbers for Drew College, which is up a little more north of us here in New Jersey. Uh, so there is a lot of promise, maybe a little bit more unknowns when it comes to the Blasters, but definitely still promise. When you look at the outfield, uh, Liam MacArthur, uh, Mark Shenlugian, uh, they will likely join an outfield that is sort of pillared by Zach Recusen. So a little more question marks when it comes to the position players for the New Jersey Blasters. I think a lot of the strengths for both of these teams are going to lie in the pitching. Uh, there's a good chance that once these games get going on Friday, July 17th, that uh, we're going to see pitching sort of dominate things, and it might take a little while uh, for the hitting to catch up with that. Uh, that's to be expected. That oftentimes happens at the beginning of an Atlantic League season as well. 
Either way, it's going to be baseball. We're super excited for it to get going. And when we come back, I'll sit down with Director of Baseball Operations and the new manager of the New Jersey Blasters, Big John Hunton. Whatever this season brings, you'll be there for the Patriots, and TD Bank will be there for you. Bank 24-7, online, or on the TD app. Or talk to a human by phone anytime. TD Bank, unexpectedly human. Visit tdbank.com. TD Bank, America's most convenient bank. Member FDIC, TD Bank, N.A. The Something Patriots podcast is also presented by Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey. Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey is making it easier to see a doctor from home and cutting your costs so you can get the care you need. Here for you now and always. Learn more at horizonblue.com always. The presenting sponsor of the Something Patriots podcast is RWJ Barnabas Health. You've been putting off going to the hospital. We get it. Be assured that safety, yours and ours, comes first and is embedded in everything we do. We're taking the appropriate precautions and using best practices to continue to ensure the highest quality care, protection, support, and comfort for all. With that in mind, as the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in New Jersey has passed, RWJ Barnabas Health has begun to initiate a resumption of services. Keeping with the governor's executive order and adherence to all public health guidance and regulatory policies. Get more details about our reopening at rwjbh.org backslash welcome back. Let's be healthy together. And welcome back to the Something Patriots podcast. My name is Mark Schwartz, and I now have the pleasure for the first time during this podcast series to be joined in person by somebody. It is the Somerset Patriots pitching coach, director of baseball operations, uh, and longtime closer, record-setting closer, Big John Hunt. How you doing, John? I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, we just finished up an intra-squad on a beautiful day here at TD Bank Ballpark between the New Jersey Blasters and the Somerset Patriots. Before we get into the nitty-gritty about how these rosters uh, came together, what did it feel like to just be out there? I know you've been doing some workouts, but to have an actual game of baseball on the field, how did it feel? It was good. Uh, definitely, um, it was it's been a long time. So it was definitely something that everyone was excited to do. And uh, I was excited to be out there and, you know, minus not having Brett next to me, it was obviously um, somewhat of a feel of the normal uh, situation we have during spring trainings um, to be back there behind the catcher during spring training inter squad games and kind of get to get a, get a good eye view of all the guys from a different perspective. But I didn't have anyone to my right or anyone to my left. Some, you know, some players came and talked to me, um, throughout the innings and stuff, but you know, I was just trying to make sure I could do the best I could for all the guys uh, with today and make sure it ran as smoothly as possible and um, you know helped everyone get their work in. But definitely great to be out there, and I know everyone was excited to be out there as well. So let's talk about how these teams came together. Uh, so it's been a process for you over the last month, probably more than that. Um, obviously, the times right now are unlike anything that we've experienced, that you've experienced in your role as uh, director of baseball operations, but. Um, can you talk me through how these player tryouts and the workouts came together first? Yeah. Um, Pat brought up the – well, let's just f- first start by uh, the governor opened up the uh, professional baseball teams to start practicing or, or sports teams. 
and you know, I think uh, from an organizational organizational standpoint, nobody really had taken up that offer um, from the governor, and so. Pat wanted us to kind of see if we can get something worked out and going on the field with a workout and maybe get things going in the right direction, not just for us here, but, uh, you know, maybe the baseball world in general to see like, hey, you know, we can get back on the field safely. Uh, we can still get our work in, do things and kind of get maybe back towards the direction of normalcy. Um, so, yeah, he, he reached out and he said, hey, uh, can you get a workout together? And I said, yeah, what, uh, how many people? Who am I inviting? Who are, who are we having there? And. Um, he said, let's keep it limited, but he, you know, he was like, you invite the guys that are locally in the area from Somerset. I can ask the other guys that are on other, uh, as far as other teams or free agents, uh, that were around the area to come in. So I, I rounded up about 10, 11 guys. I asked them all if they wanted to come and I'm pretty sure I recall all of them said, yeah, I'm in hundred percent. So that's how it started. And then it evolved into, you know, it, you know, hey guys, we got really good feedback from the players, and no, all. Let's let's keep this going. Let's let's keep it going. Like like it's a good thing. And meanwhile, while all this is going on, we're we're kind of snowballing the ideas of putting together our own season. I started brainstorming about okay, this could be very productive for the guys that are coming and working out, but it'll also be productive for me as far as getting my eyes on people and seeing them and and getting around them and um, you know, just to, just to be around them and see them to see if hey, if we do get this going. Would they be guys that we want, or, or would they be interested as far as hey, come play in our league, or come play here, or even just to kind of see maybe for the future? You know, it was a different perspective for me to be around these guys at a different level as far as like where they were experience-wise. And I'm not disregarding anyone in this list that that are the older guys and experienced guys, but I actually got an opportunity to maybe uh, really kind of hone in on some of the younger guys to see like. You know, we're not biased here or, you know, there's no politics involved. When it, if you can play, you can play. And we're big believers in the fact that it doesn't necessarily matter if you're a guy, you know, major league guy. We don't have to have just major league guys in Somerset. So I want to talk about the draft and, and sort of how these teams came together specifically. So uh, the Somerset Patriots are managed by Brett Jody. Brett has not been present for these workouts. You have, so you had a bit of a leg up in terms of uh, collecting some of the players and, and knowing some of their skill sets. Uh, you are managing the New Jersey Blasters. You're wearing a Blasters hat right now, a bright red hat, which is actually I just got one. It's a pretty cool looking hat. It is. I like it. I, yeah. I got to represent too. So I, I, I got it today. I had to take a headshot uh, earlier before, and so during the during the inner squad, I went in there. My hat, my I had the Patriots BP hat on for the workout. Uh, it was soaking wet. It was a very humid day today. I'm like, I was about to put on the navy blue Patriots hat, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wear the I'm gonna wear the Blasters hat, you know. And I wore it. I got obviously a couple comments, <laughs> it, all good stuff. But it was just, you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna fire it on there. Why not? Yeah. Well, look, you're the you're the Blasters manager now, and, and we're gonna get into um, what it's gonna be like for you as the manager. But in terms of constructing these rosters, I mean, the first thing that a lot of Patriots fans will notice the most recognizable names, the guys that have Patriots experience are with the Somerset Patriots and the New Jersey Blasters roster um, has a lot of guys that have really good experience, but might not be as well known um, to some of our fans. So, so can you talk me through um, the process of how you went about this draft with Brett um, and sort of how the teams came together? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely a, I did have a leg up in a sense of, you know, I got to see all these players multiple times. It wasn't just a, 
you know, these are all guys that we are familiar with. Um, so I did have a leg up in sense of that. But in my defense, like I want this to be, and so does Brett and everyone else involved, wants this to be as competitive and, and the best it could possibly be. Um, so for me to feel like, yeah, I, me and Brett walked ourselves, I walked Brett through it in regards to um, let's split in this up as far as like, Okay, you know, whether it was he gets this guy and I get that guy or he asked me about this position, what did I think about the guys that were available and and my thoughts on, you know, basically making the teams as equal as possible. Um, So it was definitely, uh, you know, we're not perfect in this, but we were trying to make it as the best it could be for both sides. We wanted to make sure we were also um, protected as far as the guys we had on our teams with, you know, whether it was two catchers or guys that were utility guys that can move all over the place because, you know, like you just don't know what can happen in a game, and so um, the, the fun part is, and I guess the e- the 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 easy part, I guess, in all this is that you know we're going with this certain structure of how, what we're trying to do and and the teams we're trying to make, and but at any point throughout a game, if something happens, like we obviously have the safety and the or the mindset of the safety of the players on the field that yeah, if something happens, it's like listen, would I be surprised if Brett was like, listen, this guy's banged up. He got hurt. His thumb hurts. Something happened. He got hit pitch. I need, I need your backup. Like I need your, and we just have yeah. like a literally, literally a mid game trade. Um, so <laughs> that could very well happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something just cause you just know, never know what can happen. But, um, we try to make it as balanced and as equal as possible. Um, you know, I, obviously the, the Patriots are staying on the Patriots and, and you know, that, that's fine. I, I was actually looking at this as a, you know, it, it gives me a little bit of an adjustment or a feel to be able to get some of those raw or younger guys or those grinders that I can work with them a little bit differently and see a little bit more. And it makes us, in a sense, the underdogs to where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm very confident and happy in the guys that we, we have on the Blasters. So there's a couple of guys specifically on the Blasters that I want to ask you about. A lot of the guys in the Patriots are a little bit more well-known. There's a a couple of notable pitchers. I mean, I, I expect David Kubiak to have a lot of success considering his success in the Atlantic League last year. Max Herman, Billy Lane Jr., Mark Leiter Jr., all pretty big gets for the Patriots. But you're the manager of the Blasters, so I'm going to ask you about some of the guys specifically on the Blasters. And, and the first one I wanted to ask you about, uh, Martin Figueroa. Uh, we said it on the podcast earlier in this episode that uh, he was sort of one of the bigger names, uh, one of the first picks uh, that you had. Uh, can you talk me through what you saw in Figueroa that made him such an important part of the Blasters team? Um, well, when I when I first kind of got wind that he was uh, you know let go by the Cardinals and he was available and he lived in our backyard, which I actually didn't know about. I was like, come on out tomorrow. It was literally the day before. I was like, and this was like the second week I think we had workouts or maybe the first. But either way, like I said, come on out tomorrow. I'm just having open workouts or private workouts for guys. You know, no, nothing, nothing, no, no, no attachment, no judgment. Like, you just come out and have some fun. You know, I get to see you, meet you. You get to have some fun, take BP, enjoy the guys. And so from the get-go, like, you know, I feel like we had a good relationship right from the get-go because, you know, he just seemed like he was very hungry and he wanted to do whatever he could to play baseball. For me, and listen, there was other guys that did really well, but he, he was, he's a switch hitter. He had a could handle on the stick from both sides of the plate. I mean, he was he does his routine. It, it's he's pretty good. And so for me to like see this and and see him hit over the weeks and and see how he approaches it and practice and works out and I was just like, man, this, this guy's pretty solid all around. I really liked him. So uh, you are very familiar with the Blasters. You're very familiar with the Patriots. 
Uh, can you give me an X factor that fans that are listening to this podcast um, should maybe look out for something, somebody that they might not know that could surprise some people here in the upcoming series from either team or from one from each. I, I definitely like, uh, I, I definitely like how uh, Lipschitz plays. Okay. Um, he's, he's, Shortstop. He's uh, coming out of college. Um, he's from uh, from Drew up in Madison. Yes. He's on the. Uh, we're talking about Zach Lipschitz, um, and he's on the Blasters. Yes, he's uh, as of right now. He's he's well today. He played shortstop for us. He's a shortstop, but he he's a guy for me where I was just like you know I was impressed with him at the the tryout. Um, I I didn't get the throw to him in the first wave of the BP, but I had a I basically had a, a couple players from each group stick around for an extra group. That I wanted to throw it against throw against myself to get a, maybe a better look at like I but in, in his regard like I saw a hole that I thought was inside on him like I thought he was a guy that was up on the plate his hands are up high almost like a jeter and by the way he is a big jeter fan which <laughs> I said something to him yesterday about when I asked him what number he wanted he, he said two well he gave me a couple options but two was the first one and I was like I was like that's it that's that's see the seal the deal <laughs> I know that you're a big jeter guy is that right. And he was like, "That's correct. That's accurate." And I was like, "I can tell by the way his style. Like he, not that he's a bad guy to re- resemble or look upon or, or to, to kind of look at. And as far as like being a player, looking up to like, but the way he he is in the box, like he almost has like a Jeter esque kind of approach or, or a stance. I would say not to take anything away from anyone else though, but like, uh, you know, I'm a guy like Mark Shenlugian. Like he's been at every workout." Uh, he was a guy that uh, is worked out for us in the past year uh, before before this season, and so um, I remember talking with Brett about him, and you know we like there's a lot of things we liked about him. I don't think we necessarily had the the space or the luxury to add him to a roster or to you know the spring training last year, um, but we told him I told him hey you want to come on out? Brett actually had said hey uh, this uh, Mark. Mark Shalugian guy will come and work out if you want. You know, he's he's ready to go. Like let's let's see. And so I I told him to hey come on out. He, he was there. He's been to every workout we've had. He even came to the tryout just to get another workout in. Um, but he's a guy that he's a, he's a grinder in my mind. That he's a guy that you know I had him I had him in Lipschitz one and two today hitting in my lineup just just for today. Obviously you know a couple guys weren't here, but. Um, yeah, those are two guys that there's I don't know there's something about them whether they how the way they play the game it's definitely something that's enjoyable to watch as a fan and even as a coach or, or even as a player to have that guy behind you um, you know they're gonna play the game hard and in the right way and well so let's talk about you as a manager for a second this is gonna be your first opportunity to manage professional baseball and you know granted it's slightly different than managing an Atlantic League game and your rosters more so limited and you know the arms that you might have available for the bullpen isn't the same amount that you normally have you don't have as many guys off the bench to mix and match lineups but uh, just for for somebody like yourself who's entering managing for really the first time um, what are your thoughts going into this is there anything that you're excited about that you're nervous about how you feeling about this opportunity I mean I'm definitely I don't think it really sunk in until maybe I don't know maybe like a week or so, maybe two weeks ago a week and a half ago where I was just like Man, I'm gonna be managing like, <laughs> but I'm 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 very excited about it. I, you know, obviously as a coach, or even going from a player, it's like you kind of if you work your way up and and continue doing baseball as long as you do, like you know, it's 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 always a thought of you know is that something you can do moving forward or you know my when I was playing I, I never I never thought about being a pitching coach because I was so engulfed in being a player 
and I was fortunate enough then to get in the front office. So it was like, <laughs> I, I never, I never had thought about that until it was something that might've been kind of brought up to me. And I was like, you know what? I, the, I think like the, the more familiar I got with uh, being a front office, like as far as signing players, I think it, even though I wasn't a coach and I remember players would call me ploach or, or they would say like, you're, Hey, you're, <laughs> ploach. <laughs> or you're a coach. But like, for me, I was yeah. like, I'm not a coach. Like, yeah, yeah, I know I signed the players and stuff, but I never looked at it as a coach. Like it was a different thing for me. And am I going to sit here and say like, I'm going to be the best. I don't think so. I got to learn just like I did as a pitching coach. Well, so for all of our blasters fans out there that want to learn, <laughs> how many are there? <laughs> There's a lot. The, we, I know the Twitter account's starting yeah, to rise. We, we, I'm, we, I'm, a, I'm on there too now with Twitter. We got, uh, <laughs> we got, we got over a hundred Twitter followers. We got over a hundred Instagram followers. I think also. Are you inclined by the way that this whole series is going to line up? I mean, you have two games a week for six weeks. It's a relatively small sample size, and the a lot of the guys that are playing relatively don't have a lot of professional baseball experience. Some are coming straight from college. Does that change your approach as a manager? Are, are you more inclined to maybe play small ball because you, a guy might be a little bit more comfortable bunting versus coming through in a big spot? Or, or do you do you give them that, that freedom? Does, does it change your approach at all? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it definitely it definitely matters, but I don't necessarily think it would change my my mindset or perspective on it. I think a lot of too, like I said, it's going to be like my gut feeling of what I think maybe because maybe, like I said, I I feel good about this kid that day or, or I feel good about the situation with this guy hitting away or, or like I said, looking in the lineup or who's up next or, or what's going on or, or I maybe looking at it from the other side of who's up for them coming up if we tie or who, you know, there's different ways you could look at it obviously. But so the question that I think everyone really wants to know um, you are managing the Blasters. You're wearing a Blasters hat. So for all intents and purposes, for the next six weeks, you are no longer a Somerset Patriot. You are no, the manager. I'm still a Patriot. Okay, but you're but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's funny too because just in talking to players before this all kind of got um, it, to where it's at, like just talking to them about, hey, there's a possibility that you know we're going to put together uh, our own league here and have a, our own two team league. Uh, and I, I kind of explained the backstory of the Blasters and, and kind of why it's, it is very much a part of the Somerset organization. But there was questions that guys had that was like, so what you're telling me is that I can actually sign a contract with Somerset, but I could be on the Blasters team? And I'm like, I'm a, for me, I'm like pretty much like, listen, at the end of the day, whether we're on the Blasters team or, or whether you're, on, you're signing to play in Somerset or, or the organization. At the end of the day, we're all Patriots, but yeah, no, I get it. I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm already a traitor to some already. They're already talking <laughs> to me about being a traitor. Well, look, you, 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 you came out of the clubhouse and you're wearing a bright red hat. I mean, I it's, mean, it's a bright red hat with a little bit of yellow and a little bit of orange. Those are not necessarily Somerset no, Patriots it's not. colors. It's, it's just, it was a new hat, you know, I wanted but to wear it. My question for you is you have a very nice um, locker room. In the down the first baseline, the clubhouse here. I've been in that Uh, locker room on the other side before. Yes, yes, you have. You used to pitch for the Long Island Ducks. Are you going to be getting prepared in your own room because you don't have? There's no other. There's no hitting coach that you would normally prepare with. You have your own shower in the first base clubhouse, but your team, the 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 men that you are going to lead, will be preparing in the third base clubhouse. Yeah. So where does John Hunton? manager of the New Jersey Blasters get ready before the game. Definitely the third base, the third base dugout. There you go. Visiting side. Like I'm a part of the 
I'm a part. I'm gonna be a part. You're of the, about to say uh, it. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna be a part of the Blasters organization or, or Blasters team throughout this. Um, and I want the I want the players that are on the Blasters to understand that I'm in it with them as well. I'm gonna be in that locker room with uh, maybe not the best Wi-Fi, not the best TV. <laughs> maybe the AC's a little different. The smaller. I, I want them to know that I'm going to be grinding it with them in there if they if they look at it as grinding it by any means. On, on that note, for the fans that are coming out to these games, I think sometimes early in a season, uh, pitching might be slightly ahead of hitting in terms of where they're at. And obviously, this has been a very unorthodox um, offseason, so to speak, with, uh, with the global pandemic. Uh, do you anticipate with what you've seen during these workouts that, that pitching might be a step ahead of hitting uh, or... Or is that or are the bats ready to go? No, I I, um, I actually talked to a couple of hitters um, and pitchers the other. Uh, I've talked to a couple of people in general about it over the last week or so, and I I, I even seeing today with the inner squad like the the pitchers are going to be ahead of the hitters. It just it just comes with it, you know. Hitters a lot about the hitting side of things is 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 seeing the seeing live pitching. I mean, yeah. it's different because for I think for a pitcher. Like even when you throw bullpens and you you get going, you're like yeah, you can have a dummy stand in there or a hitter. Like you're still throwing to a catcher, and I think it's a different adrenaline and a different you know rush maybe when a hitter stands in there. But it's still the same thing. You're still you're still training. You don't need somebody to stand in. For a hitter, it's different because you have to see live hitting or live pitching because it's it's better trained for the eyes. Earlier this week, you were announced by the Somerset Patriots uh, to the All Decade Team. For seasons between 2010 and 2019, and I don't have to list all of your uh, stats and contributions because our fans know, you know, record-setting closer, Atlantic League champion, you know, the, the full nine. But for somebody like yourself who's so grounded in this community, I mean, your family comes out to every game, uh, you're, you grew up around this area, what does it mean to you? And I know you've had a lot of honors and awards with the Patriots and with the Atlantic League already, but, you know, this is another reminder that that you matter so much to the people in this Somerset Patriots community. What does it mean for you to once again see the fans, because these are the people that voted in this, the fans vote you to the all-decade team? I mean, it, I'm, any anything or any award or any any accomplishment, you know, I'm always greatly appreciative for. Um, I don't take them for granted. Uh, but definitely in this case, I think maybe – uh, with the fact that I'm not playing anymore, you know, I'm not in people's minds as being on the field. That that makes it still like, man, you know, they didn't forget about me. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, definitely the uh, the people around me it was a big a big reason as to why I was so successful. It was just very comfortable, a comfortable comfortable organization to be around and and have you know in your corner. Well, John, thank you so much for taking some time. Uh, I'll be here watching all the games for the upcoming series. Best of luck in your first crack as manager. Um, I'm expecting you to be toe-to-toe, blasters and patriots, and it should be fun. I appreciate you having me and and getting to talk about this, but I I definitely am excited about this. We all are. Everyone is. Internally, externally, like, you know, baseball is coming back to Somerset, and I'll be here soon. The Something Patriots podcast is brought to you by NJM. At NJM, we understand the hardships you might be going through right now. That's why we're offering payment relief. We'll continue providing you protection no matter what tomorrow brings. Because dealing with uncertainties is our business. This isn't just insurance, it's NJM. The presenting sponsor of the Something Patriots podcast is RWJ Barnabas Health. 
You've been putting off going to the hospital. We get it. Be assured that safety, yours and ours, comes first and is embedded in everything we do. We're taking the appropriate precautions and using best practices to continue to ensure the highest quality care, protection, support, and comfort for all. With that in mind, as the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in New Jersey has passed, RWJ Barnabas Health has begun to initiate a resumption of services. Keeping with the governor's executive order and adherence to all public health guidance and regulatory policies. Get more details about our reopening at rwjbh.org backslash welcome back. Let's be healthy together. The Something Patriots podcast is brought to you by Flemington Car and Truck Country. After the latest executive order, Flemington Car and Truck Country is open to sell cars in their showrooms by appointment. Choose from over 16 manufacturer brands, plus over 500 available certified pre-owned vehicles with unprecedented discounted pricing and available financing for qualified buyers as low as 0%. Flemington Car and Truck Country, with 8 locations on routes 202 and 31, is following all CDC guidelines in their showrooms and on delivery to protect and assure both customers and associates. Start your search and make your appointment at Flemington.com. And we're back on the Something Patriots podcast. A big thank you to Big John Hunton, who joined me today to dive a little deeper into the brand new Somerset Patriots and New Jersey Blasters rosters. I do want to apologize to anyone whose name I butchered in the recording of this episode. I've not gotten a chance to meet all the new guys yet, um, so I have not gotten the proper pronunciations. Uh, but you can be sure that once it's time to start up our games next Friday, uh, that I'll have all of those uh, down pat. Uh, but that's it for this week's episode. One final quick note. Beginning next week, our podcast episodes will shift to Thursday nights. Uh, that is because we will once again have live baseball to broadcast every Friday and Saturday night. Uh, so we'll still be doing this podcast, but it will air on 1450 WCTC and be posted online on Thursdays instead of Fridays. So that's it. One more week until baseball returns to Somerset. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Something Patriots podcast. The Somerset Patriots would like to thank the presenting sponsor of the podcast, RWJ Barnabas Health. They would also like to thank the supporting sponsors, TD Bank and Flemington Car and Truck Country, with proud sponsorship from T-Mobile, NJM Insurance, Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey, and NJIT. Other thanks go to Flemington Department Store, AARP New Jersey, Sanofi, and Financial Resources Federal Credit Union all valued partners of the Somerset Patriots. The Something Patriots podcast airs live on the voice of Central Jersey, 1450 WCTC and on WCTCAM.com every Friday night from 6 to 7 p.m. With the archived versions also available for download on SomersetPatriots.com and on participating podcast platforms. The show is written, hosted, and edited by me, Mark Schwartz. It is produced by Jack Myatt, Ginny Ott, and the entire team at 1450 WCTC.